I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. I love watching them, and I love making them. Welcome, everybody, to the House Six Movie Podcast, our podcast about movies. Uh, this week, we have a special podcast for you. Uh, as you may know, have heard and know, um, the great Sir Sean Connery passed away recently. So we decided that we would do a tribute show for him. Uh, we got three movies. We got um, From Russia, to, From Russia with Love. We have A Bridge Too Far, and we have Dragonheart. So we're going to be talking about those. But first, let's meet the co-hosts. And we have over in Fort Worth, Jerry, who shares half his heart with Pizza the Hut. Oh, it's so gooey and cheesy. <laughs> we have Thomas, who likes his martinis spun in a centrifuge. Don't you, Thomas? <laughs> Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You don't want them shaken. That's that's wrong. <laughs> don't do that. If you have a martini, shake, don't shake no, it. You gotta break up down the atoms. <laughs> and over in Lubbock, we have Alex, who spent his childhood summers at the Spectre Camp, didn't you, Alex? Yes. That's why you don't know my real name. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Alexander. <laughs> Dang it. And finally we have Michael who is a knight of the old old ways. Oh, 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 oh it gets kinky. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we start off with some news and trailers? Uh you guys are gonna have to help me with the trailers because I didn't get a chance to watch them. Um so I have Willie's Wonderland, which sounds like a Nicolas Cage movie. How did that look to you guys? We only uh, like a Nicolas Cage oh. movie. We only found a teaser. I couldn't find the actual yeah. trailer. Okay, so that's all there it's was. Only like a 19 second like teaser. Okay. That's what I saw. Uh, there's also like the some best, like, oh. Well, it looked like or they had like some behind the scenes footage stuff too, and so it looks like it looks weird. Even for a Nick Cage like flick, it looks weird. I think it was like the coolest teaser slash trailer out of the ones we've watched. Well, the weird weird part yeah, about I it is, agree. while looking for the trailer, there's a bunch of people breaking down the teaser, like in YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm like, is yeah. is Willie's? That's, that's what I watch. Is it all the Snaff people, like the Five Nights at Freddy people? I don't know, man. Is this? As I say, is I Willie's? Saw, I saw what you saw, and then just a bunch of like Five yeah. Nights at Freddy things. Maybe it's a weird. It's like a thing to with it mcu event trailer <laughs> that we gotta start breaking down the engagement <laughs> <laughs> sound like dads is that part of the five nights that friends is, is this one of them youngster things they doing this out in the schoolyard <laughs> so next we had songbird which is like the michael bay coronavirus movie mm. so what do you guys think of that uh that's in poor techno uh, <laughs> <laughs> too soon uh, is this our first like big blockbuster coronavirus movie? I think so. I think so, yeah. I think so. Well, yeah. I was watching the trailer and I was like, do you think that this will actually help the movie or really hurt it? Like that Yeah. Do people want to help see it? This? Yes. Because people in COVID? Yes. 100%. People don't want to think about it. They want their minds off it, don't they? 
but it's thinking. it's the curiosity. <laughs> this money is gonna or this move this movie. I assume it's probably going to go direct to streaming services or something. I don't remember what that said it was. But... Yeah, what do you mean the curiosity? Do you think that when we watch this movie, we'll find out how COVID's going <laughs> to No, no, it's like, it's like that. Yes, it's, it's... it's going to end in a, it's going to end in a gunfight and an explosion. <laughs> That's how COVID is. <laughs> and Megan Fox. Huh? She is? Yeah, of course. No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so I was like, huh? It's, just, it's like produced by Michael Mayer from that. I don't yeah, know. produced. Next one, Vanguard. What was this one about? I can't even remember. Jackie Chan? Okay. Jackie Chan. It's a weird tone for Jackie Chan. It was like serious, like Fast and the Furious yeah. kind yeah. of feel, but then Jackie Chan in it. And then he's sitting there grabbing guns and doing yeah, but that's, his normal face. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is it has like a serious tone, and then it's like there's like comedy inside of it, just like a it's little just, bit. I'm like, it's just like they threw Jackie Chan into a Fast and the Furious, and he's trying his hardest. I'm all for it, dude. Yeah. yeah. I need a good I need a good action so, Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Just throw Jackie Chan in movies now. Yeah. I told Michael we <laughs> that's what we need at, at this time in our lives is more Jackie Chan. That's mm. what we need. Always. This is true. It's wise words. Um, uh, learn that at Spectre Camp. <laughs> yeah. Next we have <laughs> Next we have Breach. What was this one? This is the um, Bruce Bruce Willis Willis movie. Aliens with zombies in space. Oh, okay. Uh, This was kind of my least favorite. It kind of just looked like a cash grab, kind of. Yeah, it's a movie. It looks like something I'd watch like with my dad in his living room while we're both like trying to awkwardly talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Like Saturday. Yeah, like Saturday morning when your dad's just already watching a movie and you walk in. <laughs> you sit down so, with him. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like, well, I don't really want to ask him because he's like kind of invested, but he's really not. He just wants to sit on the couch and not think. Uh, so that's what I that's why I, I picture this movie like you're just eating fruit loops. I just picture yep. it on TNT like constantly for like years. <laughs> they should just like advertise all the like movies. That. <laughs> Straight to TNT. Your next awkward dad movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we have Super Intelligence, which is that funny lady. I can't remember her name right now. McCarthy or whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Okay, there you go. Does this look funny or no? Uh, oh. It looks like one of her movies, I guess. Yeah, but it looks better yeah. than most of her movies. It looks it looks it looks like it could be heartwarming and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I I cannot gauge how funny Melissa McCarthy is going to be based on a trailer because you had like that movie that uh what was it uh Identity Thief or yeah. Soul and Identity what was it Identity Theft identity. and that movie Identity Theft yeah and that movie like the trailer for that movie looks terrible but the movie is actually pretty decent yeah. not a bad yeah, movie she, she had Jason Bateman to work off of I don't know True. she that's, just has James that's the thing Gordon. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is I don't know if she's gonna work well off with James Corden or anybody else in like the movie. So I don't know. I can't I can't gauge if it's gonna be funny or not. Like I have a question. Why do people hate that guy? James Corden? Yeah. James Corden? Really? <laughs> I always find him charming and then everyone's like, I hate that guy, he's not funny. It's because of cats. Hated him. I think was a trailer. I've Go ahead. I've never like hated him or like liked him. He's just kind of like yeah, just there. a British dude. 
I just know I him remember, from Doctor yeah. Who way before he was yeah. big. Before, really? Yeah. He was in two, that, yeah. two or three episodes of Doctor Who with Matt Smith. He's just like mm-hmm. this. Uh, the Doctor Matt Smith has to stay like incognito as a human. And so he basically, <laughs> it's almost like quarantine. Like he's sitting there like, what do you guys do all day? <laughs> so he starts playing <laughs> Wii Tennis for randomly. But anyway, so he, he rooms <laughs> with James Corden. That's it. Oh, you thought it looked fun, Alex? Yeah, I thought it looked fun. I think James Corden is mostly hit. Um, some miss. There was this really awkward dance thing that they did on his show with uh, Anna Kendrick. And I don't mean like sexually awkward. I just mean it was like, this isn't working. This is not entertaining. <laughs> well, I have, a, just, I have you know, a confession. I used to watch it like um, where he would like drive in the car with like. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed those. And, and they'd sing their song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> okay, next time on the TV uh, podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, I think he did it with uh, Chris Martin from Coldplay. Yeah, Adele, that was a good I one. Think. And then the uh, Foo Fo- or Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, really? I never saw. Yeah. That. <laughs> okay, I I can only see the the Meat Canyon video now. Like whenever I see those. Oh yeah. And, like that horrible, horrible like British accent that he does, like Justin Bieber. <laughs> well, you know that's for true. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but he's an so let's, move, let's move on to some news. Not too much, surprisingly. Moving on. Um, Kirk is starting on the fifth remake of Night of the Living Dead. No comments. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I didn't even know there was other remakes. Yes, yeah. one. I I didn't know there was. Other makes i thought it was just the 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 one yeah there's the one and then they like colorized the one does does that count as a remake <laughs> i don't know like i mean i know dawn of the dead got remade like the Zack snyder one yeah yeah um i had no idea that they, they did they did more remakes of night of the living dead that's crazy. Yeah. i'm gonna have to read the wikipedia or something um Oscar Isaac has been casted as Moon Knight. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. That's cool. That. Oh, awesome. That is awesome. I like them. I'm actually really happy about that. Pretty good. Moon Knight. I need a bearded man for it. Yeah. I need like his look from um, Inside Lou and Davis. Yeah. <laughs> um, Every time so, I always say Oscar Isaacs, like Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always tripped, always trips me up. You're wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, a writer for the original um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie wants to make a sequel to the original trilogy. So I'm for that. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Those are average movies, right? Shut your mouth! Shut your mouth! The first okay, Ninja wait. Turtle movie is the best, one of the best superhero movies ever. So. <laughs> Okay, the second one's not horrible either. Oh, I like it's, it. got, it's got vanilla ice. Yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah, that's that's. I was like, and that's got those super on. mutant, like the turtle and the. I forget what the other one is. The only thing it's I don't like, like about the werewolf. second one is it's not as violent. Like they don't use their weapons as much. <laughs> yeah. All right, Edge Lord, geez. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, uh, Free Guy, which is that Ryan Reynolds movie, um, is not opening in December, and it has no release date, so maybe... Was anyone, like, really amped for that, or...? That's the only thing I was living for, Jared. (laughs) You're late. (laughs) Anytime I can have Ryan Reynolds on a screen, I'm in. Oh. Dang. True. (laughs) Vin Diesel is returning for Bloodshot 2. Against that... all odds, Bloodshot 2 is going to happen. Did, so. <laughs> did any of us watch the first one? I don't remember. Alex did. did? Oh, you oh, watched it with Logan, didn't you? Yeah, I watched it or with Kobe, or maybe it was Logan. I don't remember. Are you excited okay, quick for mini Bloodshot. review here. Did you like it? <laughs> I remember almost nothing, except the <laughs> visuals were really good. That's all I remember. <laughs> Your visuals. Well, here's some more news. There you go. lady in it. Okay. Oh, it had Isaac. Yes. Yes, an attractive lady. <laughs> so those are the two things I remember. Who was it? What did what? you say? Isa Gonzalez. Oh yeah, she's she's attractive. Who is that? <laughs> she's from a uh, baby driver. She's like, oh yeah, John girl. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jared gets it. So, here's some good news for you, Alex. The Quiet Place is getting a spinoff movie. Oh, I thought you said Fireplace. No. <laughs> um. uh, why is this good news for me? Don't you love The Quiet Place? I, I liked it. No, he hates. No, he hates Bird Box. Oh, Bird, Bird Box is the one. I thought he hated Quiet Place too. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I like Quiet Place. Quiet Place is good. Okay. Um, Bird Box is my probably, <laughs> literally my least favorite movie I've ever seen. I hate that movie. <laughs> I don't know why, but I knew that was what he was thinking. Yeah, about. I was a about weird, to bring like... up Bird Box, so good job. Good job. <laughs> I, know exactly, like, I knew exactly what Joseph meant and what Alex meant, too. <laughs> one is no sight, one is no sound. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we need the yeah. no smell a horror movie. <laughs> I can't smell the monster. <laughs> Don't fart. <laughs> uh, I can I can hear that though. Fart is only weakness. Never smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> um, so Angela Bassett is going to be back for Mission Impossible Seven and Eight. So that kind of confirms that there's Mission Impossible Sevens and Eights. Who's Angela Bassett? She plays the CIA director or head or something like that. Mission Impossible? Yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. She's kind of like... Oh, wait. Alec Baldwin was... And then he died. Yeah, he died. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of like uh, Amanda Waller. From yeah. Um, right. Universal is going to be rebooting the Scorpion King because I don't know why, but do we? No, uh, it's day and age. Uh, and Dwayne Johnson's producing with it, but he's not going to act in it. Same CG <clears throat> as the Mummy. All right, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's got to be some of the worst CG. Yeah. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. It's really Did bad. You see the what do they call the quarter crew? Whatever they're called. Corridor. Yeah, I saw them yeah, they... fix it. It still looks. Like, yeah. yeah. But they did a much better job. Yeah, but, but yeah. it's just... Mm. 
That movie. Uh, Apparently, that costs a ton of money too. Yeah. To do that. Like back back then, yeah, definitely. Johnny Depp has been removed from the Fantastic Beast series. <sighs> I guess they'll have to recast. Is that series even going to keep going on? <laughs> it's supposed to come. It was supposed to come out next fall, but I doubt it's going to happen because of COVID. And then now they're talking about getting Maz Mickelson to replace him, but he shouldn't have been fired in the oh. first place because it hasn't been proven against his the allegations. Oh. Because he was, yeah, he's basically he he put a yeah. post on Instagram. He was like. Warner Brothers has asked me to step down, so I have respectfully respectfully resigned. But I am taking this court because it is not true, and I am going to follow through with this and prove my truth or whatever. It's like, why are yeah, you being did, fired when it's not prove proven? That she, she is actually the didn't abuser. prove that she did lie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's like the abuser. That's so great. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was the case, too, because I heard that she's, like, crazy. Yeah. Like absolutely crazy. I heard a story so, about it, and it sounds really sad because he's trying to be respectful and kind of yeah. mature yeah. about it, and she's just like like torturing, not torturing, but like. And he's it's so really torturing. Mature. It's torture. And he's so good as Grindelwald yeah, too. I heard he's that so good in those movies. I'm like, come on, Ugh, I, I was really frustrated by that. Yeah. Well, they also said that they might take Amber Heard out of Aquaman too. So I didn't see the first. I mean, one. she's crazy, but she's also really hot. So that's <laughs> sad to me. And in Hollywood, that's all that matters, really. Yeah. It's a loss to that swimsuit that she wears. Yeah. Yep. Um, but finally, uh, George Lucas has said that Darth Maul would have actually been his villain um, for his sequel trilogy. Um, he would have been like a. He said like a. Um, godfather of the universe or like a gangster so basically what they set up in the solo movie mm, yeah yeah you i like i like that backstory stuff well i mean they kind of did that with like rebels and uh, yeah. uh clone wars though because he was a much bigger part in that too i like how they're always trying to bring them back robot legs <laughs> and like no, I really can. Just, just Frieza. You gotta write that injustice, man. You gotta write that injustice. <laughs> I thought that would be cool, though. I, the more I think about these new movies, the more I like um, Rogue One and Solo more than actual sequel trilogies. Solo was um, good. Rogue One is great. I, I, mean, I, I like Solo a lot, actually. Yeah. I have no problem. I think that Solo, Solo has my favorite look of Star Wars. It's very yeah, gritty and grungy, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Rogue One is Rogue One's probably the best Star Wars movie. No, of Empire, like you Empire know, Strikes Back. Okay. No, I said besides. <laughs> no, 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 the, you didn't finish yeah, that. Was, you didn't finish that. I was getting to it. <laughs> That'd be funny if he's like of all time. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and now I am kicked off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys ready to get into some movies? Yeah. Yeah, why not? We're going to be in the movies? Sir Sean Connery was a legendary Scottish actor for his voice. um, And he really broke through with the James Bond movies. um, The second of which is called From Russia With Love. It's a 1963 movie. Um, It was directed by Terrence Young, who did a lot of the old ones, the first ones. It's actually the... It introduces Spectre... Um, 
which is kind of like the main villains. And then uh, it also introduced the longest running Q, whose name is Desmond Lewin. Um, he played Q till like the 90s. Um, the world is not enough, so 1999. So, um, so this movie has Sean Connery pretty much. Uh, I whatever you you ima- when you imagine James Bond, I think most of us um, would say that. John Connery kind of pops up into most people's minds. I mean, maybe if you're younger, um, I guess it's a generation thing. But for me, Sean Connery was oh, it's always the one that I picture as Bond, the like the spy swapness and stuff like that. Um, and in this movie, uh, it's uh, rated one of the highest um, Bond ones, especially Sean Connery. I think it's. Maybe the second highest Sean Connery, um, and I can see why because it's some of them get really goofy, and I think this one kind of holds back on the goofiness, but this one still has a little bit of goofiness. Um, uh, what did you guys? What, who wants to start with this one? Does anyone have very strong emotions? I'll Jared? go first because I don't have much to say, but they're strong emotions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen all the James Bond movies. Um, I have seen all the Sean Connery ones and then like Pierce Brosnan and, and uh, Daniel Craig. Um, I'd have to say this one is... I like Goldfinger more than this one. Um, this one, he kind of seems like he's not into it at all. He's like... Like, he doesn't want to be there like the whole time. He's not interested in what's going on. Um, I kind of like the goofier ones. Um... This one was just like, it's just a little boring to me. There wasn't much action. It's hard to go back from like Daniel Craig to these because there's very minimal minimal action. There's a good fight in the train with him in that, um, I forgot the character's name, but he kept calling him old man. He's like, I was looking for you, old man. And then at the end, he's like, old man, huh? <laughs> um, probably my favorite scene. Um, but yeah, um, I like Goldfinger more. This one wasn't. This is like a like a six out of ten for me. Fair enough. Uh, who wants to go, Thomas? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of of the same opinion. Um, my favorite of the Sean Connerys is probably uh Doctor No. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was my first one I ever watched too with my grandpa. And my parents didn't like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's something too about like the opening credits for a Bond movie. They still make me feel personally uncomfortable. Like, oh, I've I seen, like a lot worse. I was just like, but I feel so uncomfortable watching this right now, and I'm by myself. Yeah. And it's like, no, I I think that we're all with you. I think you didn't like the credits showing up on our thighs on each side. It got a little, and that's the thing. I couldn't read the credits. I was like, because I'll just wave it in this movie. The whole time, James, like, this is somebody's grandmother right now. Oh god, probably dead. (laughs) I think James Bond credits are like the first movie where you're like, am I watching nude women with my parents? <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing too. It's like it's always like at the most awkward part. Like you're all sitting down to dinner. We're gonna watch a James Bond movie, and like the opening is like, I don't 
I don't feel comfortable <laughs> watching this with my parents right now. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Like they had some good moments. Like, I think what Jared was saying. Uh, one of the weird parts is when like at the beginning where they have like that maze of death or whatever, and he kills quote unquote kills James Bond, like the actor and he peels off the face. It's that like sound effect. that like, <laughs> I was like, what on earth? Um, I don't know. I mean, this one was fine. It, it's not my favorite James, James Bond. It's not even my favorite Sean Connery one, but it was, it was kind of fun to watch it again. Cause I haven't watched like the old bonds in forever. Yeah. I wanted to mention real quick. It's funny seeing like, um, the, the lady, the number two, and how much that character is like the character in um, Austin Powers. That money pity. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 the, the, the uh, Russian spy. Oh, yeah, the Russian. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, the Fuhrer or whatever your hair or yeah. whatever. <laughs> he is like that. She even yeah. kind of looks like her. Uh-huh. <laughs> he even like yells like her too. It's probably on purpose. I imagine Austin Powers yeah. were going yeah. off of that. So, did you, did you guys like the knife in the boot fight? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I forgot that that's where that comes from. Yeah, she, he like just gets whole... a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a bad idea. Sure. <laughs> so, what you guys think in Love Who wants to go first over there? You want to go, Alex? Sure. Um, I think that this one. It's weird because, like, while watching it, I I told Michael like halfway through the movie, or maybe a little bit past halfway, I was like, I have no idea what's going on in this movie. Like, I have absolutely yeah. no clue what's happening. And um, yeah. like, I know they're after a box. I have no. I literally, after seeing the movie, I have no idea why they wanted that box. Um, it's a code breaking device. Sure, breaking <laughs> what code? I don't know. Um, but. And I agree with I agree with the other two that like it's like it's kind of boring, it's kind of slow, which that can be cool. But uh, overall, I think I think it, I, I'd agree it's about a six out of ten. But but there are scenes that I loved in it, like the train, the whole train scene yeah. is just awesome. Yeah. And even before he gets on the train earlier, it has one of the coolest shots where he's walking on the platform. And the Russian guy's walking in the train in the background, looking at him, and I'm like, "God, that shot is so cool." Um, Did you like all those rats? No, I don't like I don't like rats at all. So, no, I didn't like that. <laughs> Even when they got in the boat and there's those mice or rats in the water, I was just like, "Uh, bah. but um, I've only seen the Daniel Craig Bond movies. This is my first Bond outside of that. And uh, cause like really, even like Pierce Brosnan, no, nope, like never seen any of them. And what? uh, cause it, you bring him up, uh, when I think of James Bond, I, I don't even think of Daniel Craig, which is weird. I think of Pierce Brosnan, even though <laughs> I've never seen any of his movies, I just know growing up that that was Bond to me, the kid. And uh, but yeah, this this one was kind of fun, but uh, I think it was a little long. And very unclear of what was happening, and it shift, it shifted between very goofy anytime it showed the Russians. He's like, you know, petting his white cat and not showing his face, and it's like very campy. And then they show some other stuff with Bond that's like pretty serious, and I, it, it, I don't know, it was kind of funny. Isn't that it? That's all I have to say. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of the same. Um, I've seen 
the only I only remember the Daniel Craig movies. I'll put it that way because I think I've seen either bits and pieces or other movies, but I don't remember any of them. It's been too long. Um, but I'd never seen any Sean Connery double seven movies. But this is just it's it's so interesting because you hear that kind of like oh Bond is just you know sexualizing women, but then you see the new ones you're like yeah, but then you see the old one you're like oh god, it's like every scene it's like there's no point to this. Why are we doing this? It's so Bond can seem so suave and sexy, but. It was uh, uh, there's a oh, what was the line where he's like, he's like looking through that peak hole, oh, and he like yeah. sees the the lady's legs. Oh, he's like, yeah, he's oh, like, this got very interesting. He's like, like, this has <laughs> good <laughs> curves. Yeah, <laughs> like I like the view so far. Or something. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> like every five minutes. Well, of, like, like even like when they first call him in, like on the. By the way, like someone having a phone in their like car. By the way, like in that time period that's that probably had like to be the coolest thing yeah. like, to anybody yeah is when they call him like on the lake he's like i'll be there in an hour and then like the girl comes just like make that an hour and a half and then <laughs> well like going over what michael's talking about how that it's just like objectifying women all this stuff i mean it's older it makes sense i guess but but she like reaches for the phone or something and he's like <laughs> like yeah. slaps her hand like the sound effect so michael and i like burst out laughing we're like oh my god <laughs> Oh, and during like that karate chops her. And during that train fight, the dude kept landing on the poor lady while she was. Just oh, I know. I was like, oh my god, is she okay? Well, that... that's why she can't walk. That and her character is so bad. Like, yeah. it's just uh, like, yeah. like the it's just like the stereotypical. Let's make this woman dumb and useless the entire movie. It's like there's no no redeemable qualities about her. It's like you. It, that's, that's, that's what bothers me so much. It's like in the beginning, like you feel like, okay, that's his, like, you know, the girl he's going to come back to at the end of the mission, whatever. You know, we, she's gone, done. And then it's like, oh, Bond, they're trying to trick you with this beautiful woman. He's like, I, I'm in, I like it, let's go. And then like, <laughs> she turns with seemingly no no difficulty to his side because he has the jaw of a god or something. <laughs> so she's fine. She's like, I will shoot my old boss. That doesn't matter. Um, just like, the whole movie is just so ridiculous. But I like after the chair or the shoe fight with that lady, and after she shoots her, she goes to comfort like James Bond, but with the gun in her hand, and he like <laughs> look like, at the camera like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and you don't believe that he has like any feelings for her. It just seems like he knows yeah. that she's a double agent the whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's like yeah, because yeah, well, he's, he's, he's like using her. Yeah, because twice he says, I will leave you here if I don't. And then he has her in the grass. I'm going to leave you here if you don't get up. <laughs> like, don't leave. Don't leave. But, oh, man. Yeah, it was a, it was a silly movie. It was silly. Yeah. Even, her, even her reactions whenever he's, like, telling her to speak into the microphone are, like, so unrealistic. At least, maybe that's the way women were back then. But she's just, like, answering his questions in, in the middle of, like, the next one. She's like... I want you to make love to me, Bond. Alex, that's like, not how women were or are or have ever been. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe women were way more desperate back no, in the day. But, just... Or maybe he did have that well, even, job. Even like, even like when he was like, or she was like describing, he's like, it's brown like your eyes. Exact descriptions only. <laughs> yeah. I did like that line where, he, where she's like, will you make love to me? And he's like, day and night, baby. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh man. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the confusing plot, like the whole like Spectre basically just wants to kill James Bond. That's basically the plot. But they like hide it be- behind this like, oh, let's start a cold or let's heat up the Cold War and make war in Turkey, and it's like. <laughs> But you wouldn't get in, like, the whole, like, device they were going. I didn't even, like, realize that we had a device till like, oh, they yeah. showed it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what they're, <laughs> um, that's why. She... Oh, yeah, I felt, and I felt, I felt so sorry for his, like, his Turkish, like, ally or whatever. Yeah. The dude survives getting blown up, like, three times. He gets hit. He gets shot. He's, like, he, he made a killing shot with a crippled arm. And yeah. then he gets killed off screen. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> that was sad. He was like my favorite character. Yeah. I know. I was like, this guy was like the best like spy in the movie. Like, he kept kicking. <laughs> Did anyone like, uh, kind of feel weird during, or not feel weird, but kind of thought the helicopter scene was weird? When it was like, it's like, dude, like all you have to do is literally just lay down. <laughs> Like, because <laughs> if they're going to try and hit you, they're probably going to hit the ground, which is going to make them crash. So they're not going to try and do that. Just lay on the ground, get your gun ready. <laughs> like, there's no point running and diving every 15 seconds. And then more uh, stupid bad guys was the boat scene. Oh, yeah. He drops the barrels, and the guy's like, oh, stop. We got to stop. Stay in the line. <laughs> stop in the middle of oil. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Golly. Um, things I did like. Uh, I thought the um, outside shots were really good. Like whenever they were like in Turkey and they were just like showing the city, I thought that like looked really nice. Like it was almost like HD or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, inside shots weren't that great. They looked like old you know, 60s TV shows and stuff like that. But the, I yeah. really like the outdoor shots. Um, and, of course, the iconic music's really good. Um, but it was kind of weird in the hotel when he's just, like, looking for bugs that they're, like, playing the, that music, that, like, dramatic music yeah. just for <laughs> just for him searching <laughs> bugs. <laughs> well, it's like, I was thinking about yeah. it, like, every time they would play the main theme, like, any chance they got. Like, it was, like, he gets to some place, they play it on the way there, and then when he's in the place, they don't play it, but then he gets in the car and leaves, and he's like, burn it, burn it! <laughs> like, jeez! <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta admit, though, that guitar rift is pretty pretty killer, sick. though. All yeah, the music yeah. sick. It's like, yeah. If you came up with, like, a composition for that, though, you're like, let's stick this anywhere we can, because this is the <laughs> yeah, coolest true. thing we've ever done. I did like the... I don't know if I like that song did you guys do what the outro that oh, i was too distracted <laughs> <laughs> that opening Out- credit outro yeah uh, when uh the credits was, um when the movie was ending and he starts singing from russia with love oh yeah you guys remember that? you know what's worse yeah. is the scene before that when he like throws the tape in the water and then he waves at it oh i know it's like <laughs> oh yeah so weird. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I love the scene where even then he, he's like seductively like twirling it above his yeah before that like it's mistletoe for them or something and then that's very weird. I love the okay, scene. That's the thing about the about like leading men or whatever and 
like the iconic like James Bond, oh he's a handsome man. It's like Sean Connery was a very handsome man in his like early days. I mean he still was a handsome man later in life as well, but that's a good looking dude right there. It's like he can twirl he his like, hand all yeah. he wants. He had like permanent three exactly. and a half inch tall dimples at all <laughs> times. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is on record as saying that he's more handsome in his old age than oh, when he was born. <laughs> actually, so. actually, my mother says that as well. Hey, yeah, I might even agree. <laughs> good-looking dude. Most handsome is a, a dragon, dude. though. Um, am I right? <laughs> we'll get to that, Alex. We'll get to that. <laughs> but first, gonna go to a bridge too far. Um, Nineteen seventy-seven war movie. Why don't you tell us more about that, Thomas? So, A Bridge Too Far is, I think Joseph put probably the best ways it's an ensemble war movie. It's about the failed invasion of Holland. Or, I mean, it's not really failure, but it's like the not as successful as it could have been uh, Operation Market Garden. Um, and this was in 1944. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, and basically this is just like a huge allied and attempt to end the war before December, like I say, in the war before Christmas. Um, so basically the entire movie revolves around, uh, the military units that are going into Poland and even some of the German, uh, defenders in Poland. So, and Sean Connery plays one of the, uh, brigadier generals. I forgot his name. To be honest with you, I apologize. Uh, but he plays one of the brigadier generals that actually parachuted into Holland with his troops, along with the 82nd Airborne and 101st Airborne. Um, and in this movie is like everyone. Like you could literally throw a stone and hit a yeah. person in this movie. His um, name was Michael Caine. His name is actually Major oh, General Roy Urquhart. Urquhart? Major no. General. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Roy, yeah, because they keep calling him Roy. Uh, but yeah, Sean Connery's in this, Anthony Hopkins, Robert Redford, uh, Michael Caine, uh, Anthony Hopkins, jeez, uh, who else is in this? Gene Hackman as a Polish general, which really that's like the weakest part <laughs> yeah. of the movie, I think. Weird, Even yeah. though I really like I like Gene Hackman, but that was kind of odd. Um, Gene Hackman's one of my favorite actors, but it was kind of his accent was kind of weird. It was weird, yeah. Um, geez, who else is in this movie? Uh, John uh, Ratzenberger. Yeah, John Ratzenberg. Yeah, I told Jared that. It's like, yeah, yeah, a random lieutenant dude. Uh, Lawrence Olivier is in this movie, which is like weird because he's like a cameo. He's not even like a huge part. Yeah. Um, um, was directed by the um, John Hammond um, from Jurassic Park, who's Richard, actually... Richard Attenborough? Yeah, he's actually in it. He makes a cameo, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, David Attenborough's uh, brother. So, if you guys enjoy those light, uh, or those documentaries, wherever, this is his brother. I um, saw that name, and I was like, oh, Planet Earth. But <laughs> I, knew, I knew it wasn't him. I was just like, Close, oh, but yeah. I didn't even know they related. Um, Very cool. Yeah, that's his. Uh, I think it's his younger brother. I think I don't remember. He um, uh, plays yeah. one of the insane asylum guys that they see. <laughs> uh, did you mention James Con? James Con's in there. Yeah, yeah James Con's in this. 
Uh, uh, Ryan O'Neill again for like five seconds. I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, th- this movie is almost three hours long, and had one of the most expensive productions of all time. You can tell, uh, mostly because <laughs> they shot this pretty much in in Holland, and then they actually like leaked to the press that this was going to be the most expensive movie ever made, and so basically every like outlet that you had to buy like construction materials or renting everything else, they jacked up the prices by like a hundred percent. Oh my gosh! So it would. So like a bag of concrete was a hundred bucks in Holland and a bag of concrete. It's like five bucks today. You can imagine what a hundred dollars yeah. was back in the 1970s. So it's funny you say that though. Cause yeah. like, uh, like a third through the movie, I told Michael, I was like, or I brought up, I was like, how much did this movie cost? Like, cause even like the yeah. plane shots are like way better than anything yeah. Top Gun ever did. Well, they they used real planes for all that too, which is crazy. Yeah, you could tell. Um, and so I remember like a story that I heard. They actually had to end up using a company in Germany to provide all the building materials, and then flew it over to Holland because it was cheaper to buy it and import it than it was to buy there. So they worked with so, Germany to make a movie about trying to defend. To make a- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the weird like weird story about it. So yeah. Um, I like this movie a lot because I, I like the uh, Operation Market Gardens, like one of my I don't want to say favorite operations or whatever, but it's I like I like this part of World War II a lot. Um, it's a very interesting part where a lot of things went perfect and a lot of things just worked in their uh, not their favor, but just they couldn't seem to pull it off. Like everything went great and they still couldn't pull it off. So. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the introduction. Um, I did have a favorite character in this whole movie, by the way. Uh, it's, I, I remember his character is Johnny Frost, Anthony Hopkins character. Yeah, he's um, good. Yeah, he's good. He's a Lieutenant Colonel that's holed up in, uh, Arnhem for like five days or something like that. It's like, good grief. So, um. Who do you want to throw to Thomas? Uh, let's go to, I'm going to go to Alex, actually. Let's do All this. right. Uh, I think that Anthony Hopkins was my favorite character, too. He was, uh, he's just literally great in everything he's in. Like, literally everything. Yeah. I can't think of anything I've ever seen him that's not superb. Um, this movie is weird because I, I don't really like thinking about it because, it's just such an ugly part of the war because it's like there was so much that went wrong and it was so unnecessary that it had to go wrong. And uh, I, I think that I don't like thinking about it because it felt so real. Like the movie, I think because they use, I mean, practical everything pretty much like it just, I don't know. It just, uh, it felt like watching a documentary instead of a just a, you know, good old war movie. I don't know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> But um, yeah, just very good. All the performances are really good. Um, man, I don't know what to say because it was just it. It almost made me uncomfortable just because it's just like, man, this sucks for these guys. Like they're just were sent to their deaths pretty much. Like just because a guy did he didn't want to well, like the uh, 
like the Polish brigade or whatever, it's like 70% of them got wiped out because yeah. they had to drop in daylight and yeah. they were surrounded by the Germans. It's yeah. like, good grief. Well, like it was just because that guy was tired of having uh, drops canceled or whatever of them dropping into there, like, or whatever they called it, where they would parachute in. And he was tired of having it canceled. So he was just like, ah, those tanks are fine. We won't go anyway. But uh, yeah. it's just like, man, there's something about like World War One and Two. Where it's just like watching them go across the boat on boats in the water. It's just like there's something about that the war terrifying. that, like watching stuff, you just feel like they're always sitting ducks. It's like I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just it's very uncomfortable. But um, yeah, because there was there was that scene, and then there was the scene, yeah, when they're dropping, where you're just like. They show like one of the drops where they're just like gunning them down in midair. This is like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, very good movie. I'm gonna send it to Jared. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I really uh, it's funny whenever we're like deciding to watch like a war movie or anytime I have to watch a war movie, I'm like, man, I really don't want to. I don't yeah. know why. But then when I watch them, I'm like, that was good. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, my favorite character was young Bill Gates on the bike. Um, I always called him Bill Gates. The Dutch Resistance kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the Harry Potter glasses? Yeah. Mm. Hey, it looks like Harry Potter. That's what I was calling the whole time. I was like, Harry Potter, no! This movie, um, <laughs> to its credit, I didn't feel the three-hour length. Um, I thought it went by pretty fast. Um, it is very long, but there were some scenes that I really liked. Um, I like the, I did like the boat scene. Um, it does make you feel uncomfortable because you're like, why don't go out there? It's obviously you're sitting ducks, like you were saying. Yeah. And then um, I actually like the scene where they're like, um, they're finding out that they're not getting their supply drops because it's a little too far, and the Germans are getting it. So that guy's like screw it i'm gonna run and try to get that one and then they're all cheering him on and he's oh, he's almost got it but then the sniper finally gets him and they're like oh darn it i like that scene a lot it's just all it was, was hats yeah, yeah. yeah. berets <laughs> yeah you died berets. for hats like um but yeah um i don't have much to say either um it's crazy how much actors are in this movie like like you're saying, every scene you're just like, oh that guy, oh that guy, um, and I think like you're saying, um, Gene Hackman was a little weird with his accent, and Gene Hackman as an actor, he that guy just looks like he's never had a good day in his life. Not like every day is like a bad day. It's like always annoyed looking, just like. Ugh. Okay, I know that name, but who was he in this movie? The Polish general. I, that doesn't. I, that doesn't. I, I don't. He's know. like get around, get around, Erming or whatever. Who was the guy that was like really against the whole operation from the beginning? Was he the one that? I don't. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. I'm sure if he you look him up, the... I'll look him up. Yeah, I'll look him up. Is the guy too where he was saying about fog? Like why? Yeah, there's fog. So what? Uh, remember that? Okay. Yeah. Well, fog moves apparently. Yeah, <laughs> and then one last scene I'd like to mention is like when that guy is going to um, he's going to get his captain, but he's injured, 
So he has them like in the truck, right. keeping them up, and he has to like escape back to the camp to get him to the medic. I really like that scene. I had I I thought that he was just in denial. Like I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, sure he was dead. Uh. But yeah, I really enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to. Um, kept me engaged the whole three hours, and it's, uh, I really liked it. I'll pass it off to Joseph. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me not to like compare old war movies to newer war movies, like Saving Private Ryan and stuff like that. Um, so this one I thought was a little long, even though most war movies are really long. It's like an epic war movie too, so you would expect that. But I thought there was like a lot of like necessary stuff with it. Um, one of the big things was that one where they're taking off on the plane, which is cool because you see like all the guys getting in. But then they like focus on the ropes going and then the pulling the planes. And I was like, come on, let's just get going. Um, I didn't really like the narration in the beginning. Um, the lady talking about war and stuff. It sounded, it just like made it feel, I don't know, like a, like they were going, trying to get too artsy with it. Um, and then uh, my favorite character was actually Robert Redford in the movie. Um, I really liked his scenes. Uh, I think he got away. Uh, his scenes got across the point of how like ridiculous this operation was, um, especially like his last scene when he was like doing them out. Like we're not gonna go. They're right there. They're British soldiers are right there, and we're not. We're... He's gonna sit around and drink tea. Yeah. So his. I, I really liked his scenes. Um, James Cott, I like as an actor, but his his um, story just felt really tapped on. Um, like it's fine and everything, but it just seems like it, like Alex was saying that it was more of like a mini series documentary. Like that would be in the mini series. You, you like have an episode with this guy. So um, I think this movie could have done with some editing. Um, Music, I I hate to criticize like old movies because they do this a lot, but the music just doesn't fit the tone of the movie because it's like really happy like march music when like um, bad stuff's kind of happening. So I just yeah, <laughs> but I think a lot of older movies do that, so you gotta kind of give them some leeway. Um, you didn't you didn't like Anthony Hopkins like Tiny Horn? <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um, and the ending, in the like after Robert Redford left, I kind of like just checked out of the movie, <laughs> like for the last uh, half hour, forty five minutes. Um, ending, I thought there was some good parts, like um, the shot of the where they show like all the wounded soldiers. I thought that was like a really cool shot. Um, I didn't like like the last shot where it looks like um, the Seventh Seal or something, where they're just like marching off into the sunset. <laughs> Okay, I talked to Jared about it. Yeah, it looks that's... like the ending to Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Um, I did like how Sean Connery, too, he got kind of got his character kind of got the, like the last word in it. Um, I think they could have even ended it right there, but maybe a lot on that last, just have that last shot of the injured um, soldiers that would have been cool. But, um, but I sound like a total downer on it, but I did, it, I did enjoy most parts of it. I, it, it is fun seeing all those uh, actors. And the these were like the guys guys back in the '70s, so that was pretty fun. 
I totally forgot about that last shot. You're right. That shot was terrible. Yeah. Like, just terrible. <laughs> it's like totally unneeded, but the yeah. that narration, the, the bookends just didn't work for me. Yeah. I don't even remember. Um, so I guess it didn't work for me either. <laughs> so Michael, what did you think? I enjoyed this movie. Um I agree that it was it was long. And it was like Alex said, I like I was thinking through like halfway through the movie, I was like, this is very much more like a documentary because a lot of the shots that were unnecessary were just focusing on the equipment and stuff. Like the first time I remember thinking it was where they were in the middle of the field and they had the the tank things shooting at each other. Like, I don't know what those things are called. They're not tanks, but they're like the sitting kind of tripod things, things. cannon things, basically. Mortars. Mortars. Yeah, something like that. Um, But they focused on it for so long and I was like. This is too much, and I know this is too much, but I'm not disappointed with it because I was enjoying. Because, like, like, like you guys were talking about how they it, they put so much into this movie, and they used all this real stuff. Like, I'm watching the halfway through this, I'm like, how are they allowed to use any of this stuff? This all looks <laughs> so real, and like, like it was ridiculous. Well, like, the uh, the tank the tank battle with like Michael Caine's character, like, uh, yeah. I think that held the record for the biggest onset explosion for Gosh. like a while. Yeah, until, that was like, crazy. They came along. Until uh, because like they like bombed that entire forest. Yeah. Oh, like, holy crap! Till uh, Tropic Thunder. That was the next time that they <laughs> beat the explosion. <laughs> but, but yeah, this movie I know the exact scene, and I can't even quote <laughs> it. But yes, this movie is uh, it's just a bunch of bad decisions though. Because like start like my favorite character in the whole in the movie was uh, actually the guy who brought the photos to that the the guy that was calling the shots or whatever and he was like trying to show him on the 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 what's like what do you call this thing not projector projector i want to say teleprompter but he was showing him Jesus, guys michael i feel like words i right. feel like that guy was he just did such a really great job like trying to you know get over his sheepishness tell him the thing and then he kind of compliment him like hey you did it you know you did a good job whatever and then he's tried to fight him afterwards like i we can't do this we don't need to do this whatever i don't know i thought that guy did such a really good job and then Seeing Anthony Hopkins is weird because I'm rewatching Westworld right now, and uh, you know that's like <laughs> some of the most re- his most recent stuff, and he's so much older. And then going back to this, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just like complete like from it's like the beginning of his career to then. Yeah, it was. So, it took me a bit to recognize. I was like, I know he's because I saw his name, and I was like, where is he? I was like, oh my god, that's actually him. Holy cow! <laughs> but <laughs> best movie. it's kind of funny when he runs in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he does run a little funny. <laughs> it's just very dramatic. Okay, so some something about his character though, which I thought was really like okay, the British are both badass and like stupid at the same time. <laughs> because I mean they really are like this whole operation is like, oh this is great, and then they just make the dumbest decisions because it's the way to do it. So his character, when they were actually like running on set, whatever, the actual Johnny Frost was on set. He's like, I I didn't do that. And he's like, What do you mean? It's like I I didn't do that. It's like, wait, cross the street. Like, no, I crossed the street. I, I just didn't run across the street because as an officer, you need to maintain composure. Huh. And if you show panic, it, it descends into the men. He's like, so you're getting shot at and you didn't run mm-hmm. across the street. He's like, no, he's just like, I, I don't know what to say to that. Like, <laughs> um, cause like you, you call him out, like that was stupid, but also like, I don't have half the balls you do to just yeah. like walk across the street. Yeah. It's just human so, run. You're getting yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
but yeah, I, I did some more reading and stuff on this too, because like I said, like I, I really like Margaret Guyton as like a part part of history, and like the biggest complaint the Americans have was like, well, you know, the British are great at planning these things, but just don't ever let them do it because <laughs> yeah, like, weird, like, like just yeah. Hey man, they always found time for tea, which I respect. They're like, do you got my tea ready? <laughs> Gotta have that tea. That's why. That's why they didn't perform well. They had a belly full of tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. then, like, even like with uh, Sean Connery's characters, like cup of tea's like, do you think a cup of tea's gonna yeah. help? He's like, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't <laughs> hurt. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like thinking of this more as a documentary movie because I feel like the narration is so pointless and just dumb decision after dumb decision. It's like where are we even? We weren't even going anywhere in any of this movie, but. That's why I kind of like thinking of it more in that kind of like historical movie instead of a sense of trying to tell a narrative or whatever. But another another scene I did want to bring up, apart from the one Jared spoke, because I forgot about it until you brought it up, that guy where he's driving around with it, that guy trying to keep him alive. And then, you know, he does the thing where you tell the guy, hey, check him out or I'm going to shoot you in the face. And then the whole like arrest him for 10 minutes. But anyway, that I thought that whole scene was amazing. But then also just the the whole thing of taking over that lady's house with her two kids and she like kind of lets them come in and it's kind of like, how many are there? Oh, we have a few wounded. And then she just shows you, you know, Anthony Hopkins is trying to get up the stairs between a crowd of people. And it's just like jam packed. I thought that was such a, such a well done scenario. Cause it was more than a scene, but just having the kids stay in the basement, I thought that was really well done, but it was a very, very well done war movie in like terms of accuracy and showing what it was like. But, but yeah, I'm with Alex though. Like these movies just, I just, I, I, I very much find it hard to watch movies like this, especially like true story movies like this or, if you guys have ever seen uh, Brothers in Arms on HBO, like that, I find that one of the hardest things to watch. That stuff—it's just hard for me. I don't know why, but or I do know why, but but it was really well done, though. I did. Uh, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. What did uh, I say? Brothers, Brothers in Arms. Brothers, Brothers in, in Arms. Arms. Jesus, Band of Brothers. Mixing it with uh, the video game. That I that I think I have read that book. That's probably the most non or most I've read of a nonfiction book. I think I've read that book fifteen times. Sheesh. Um, and you've watched that series like a billion times. Yeah, like, a ton. Yeah, you see, you see, yeah, it's one of my favorite series. And this, like, this part too, because like everything was going well for the like for the operation. The operation was going great, and everything just, was late. It just didn't work. <laughs> just like yeah, well, one thing just, snowballed into it another. Just cascaded. Yeah, yeah, just cascaded. Yeah. Um, I, I really uh, one know. thing. Oh, God. I was just gonna say, keep that in mind. I was just going to say that uh, with Band of Brothers, that's one thing that I've always heard is amazing, and I don't want to watch it for the same reason Jared's talking about. Like, war movies and shows, I'm just like, I never want to watch them. Until, I think, the only one I could ever remember wanting to see is 1917. And it's because the trailer made it look way more artsy, like more artsy filmed, because you couldn't tell from the trailer necessarily, but... It just looked like more cinematic, I guess I should say. Whereas this one is a lot harder for me to like, I can watch 1917 and yeah, it's like there's stressful moments, but it, it doesn't, this movie stresses me out way more than 1917 because it's feels more real. Whereas 1917 well, feels more like a this, art project for it. But that's something that I, I kind of hold like saving private Ryan against a bit, it, a bit is that saving. I'm sorry. Th this movie and like Band of Brothers, these things happened to actual people. The the people in this movie are real, and the events are real. With 
Saving Private Ryan, it was like based on something else. It's it's based on things partly on the Sullivans, I think. And but that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Like this movie and Band of Brothers, this stuff actually happened the way that they're like portraying it. So that's yeah. crazy to think about this stuff that they're going through is what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. And true. it's uh, what you guys were saying yeah. that um, I think that's finally what touched or actually that's why I don't like watching or the idea of watching war movies because stuff like this actually happened. And I'm a very like empathetic person, like knowing that actually happened. I don't want to, I don't like thinking of serious things. I like to keep my mind off of it. And, um, I think that's you guys touched on it. Like that's why I don't want to. I I don't always look forward to it. That being said, there was a scene when they're bra- building a bridge, and I always use comedy to defuse things. They were like building the bridge, and they're like, "Let's pound it out, guys! Let's pound it <laughs> out, right? Let's get it a wreck!" Let's do it. And I was just like, <laughs> "Peepee jokes." <laughs> <laughs> well, even even that like Colonel was like. A cartoon character like yeah, he has like the cigar he's like yeah son's up you yeah. know <laughs> and he runs on the guy? bridge i don't know he looks like he looks like every sleazy guy I've ever seen him. like yeah it's crazy he's a gosh darn hero that's who he is <laughs> we also shout out to umbrella man yeah yeah I get the end. He's like, "Why do you always have that umbrella?" And then he like tells him, "Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> remember the passwords." Yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, real quick, Joseph. Okay, even like, oh, sorry, uh, go for it. I was it. gonna say, Joseph brought up earlier about the rope between the planes. What was that about? That seems like a terrible it's a glider. With a glider, yeah, they're, uh... they're gliders attached to them. Because you know when they said like the jeeps were supposed to be landing, yeah, that's that's how they carried the jeeps in was by those gliders. Okay, because I was like, I was like, the thing is, you have two independent engines. If someone like accidentally steps on the gas pedal, I don't know how planes work, (laughs) a little bit too much on the back or something, and it like pulls that rope. It could like pull the back of the back plane down, and it could be a disaster. But okay, yes, that's actually. like the glider, like the glider, like core, or whatever, had like some of the highest like casualty rates in the entire like military, and they didn't get hazard pay. <laughs> like the guys, because like I, again, this is like one of my favorite parts of history or points in history is that the they took like some guys from the paratroopers and put them in gliders, and like we're never doing this again. This is stupid. This <laughs> is terrible. Like we would take. Jumping out of an airplane with nothing around us over this. Dang. It's crazy. One, one last weird thing. It just might be me, but do you guys kind of want to drive those uh, army jeeps? Always. Always. Those look awesome. The steering wheels are huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with like, like James Kahn's like little carbine. He's like, <laughs> he takes it off. <laughs> that and uh. I love it. Like put it into gear and it just like takes off. Yeah. <laughs> it's already in like fourth gear. <laughs> I think I think my favorite part though, like in this entire movie, is when Sean Connery's talking like to that Dutch older couple about, you know, how his friends like shot in the spine. Uh, and without missing a beat, that German sh- soldier like passes in front of the window <laughs> and Sean Connery just like 
empties an entire magazine into the German, keeps talking. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So I think that's a good place to end because Sean Connery is kind of our star this week. Um, you guys uh, listen to us regularly. You probably noticed that we kind of have had a weird schedule lately. It's just basically um, some of us were traveling. Some of us had COVID. <laughs> so uh, we're sorry about that. Well, we're going to try to get back on our, our regular schedule. Um if you want to follow us, you can do that on Instagram at How Six Movie Podcast or on Twitter at How Six Movie Pod. Um, we also have a video game podcast, which is called That's Game Stuff. Um, Michael, do you have any way they can find us? Uh, they got to go to your YouTube site, right? If you want to see the video version, we have the video version on youtube.com slash Michelangelo with three O's, but you can search that's game stuff on any audio podcast that you can listen or that you listen to. I don't think it's on Apple yet. It's still taking its time for that. That one takes a while, but um, yeah, we, we, we did have a 2020 hit us all at the beginning of the month. So I don't know when we might just wait till the end of November. Depends on what you guys want to do for the next one. I don't know, but it's usually a monthly podcast where we talk about news and what we've been playing. Cool. So, um, speaking of playing, let's play a game. Oh, no. Hey, you won last <laughs> time! Yeah. Don't complain, you won! <laughs> yeah, but I might lose this time. It's true. Grand totals are still Alex with 4, Jared with 1.5, and Thomas with 1.5. Um, so, the game we are talking about is called... What's in the Box! the box so basically i have an imaginary box that can fit anything from the titanic to gizmo um the gremlin um so these guys are going to try to guess what's in my box from the clues that i give them starting now oh what's in my box first hit the big screen in 1986 what's in my box is a winner of four razzie awards robocop highlander What's in my box is 27 years old. What's in my... Highlander? Oh. <laughs> What's in my box... I, said that one. In I my... didn't know if you heard me. What's in my box is a martial artist. What's in my box is two foot seven. What's in my box weighs about 40 pounds. Oh, um, um, the duck. What is his name? Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck. You got it. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I didn't know he was a martial artist. For some reason, well, for some reason, I was like, George Lucas. Why am I thinking about George Lucas? <laughs> That's the only thing I knew about him, Alex, was he, he was a Yeah, Quack Fu, man. Quack Fu. So, I watched like half of that movie back in the day, and I was like, oh, I can't get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad. Um, so he's from Duck World, and he's been in three MCU movies for the last. Um... True. Okay, do you want to hear something funny? Sure. The reason I said Highlander is because Highlander also came out in 1986, and 27 is the year that Connor McCloud died. Hmm. That's how old he was. I was like Highlander, and it's Sean Connery themed. Wow. <laughs> no. All the stars. It was aligned. a duck. For Jared, not you. Sorry. <laughs> it's a duck. I could not think of that name. The duck. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen. 
So for our last movie, we're going to have Alex introduce us to Dragonheart. Do it, Alex. Yeah, so uh, as soon as we talked about doing a Sean Connery episode, this is the first movie that came to mind because this is this is a very special movie for us in the Gates household uh, when we were growing up. And um, so I watched it again for the first time in forever. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll introduce what it is real quick. So it takes place in who knows when. I don't remember. Oh, they do say it's like 900 and something AD or something. And um, anyway... <laughs> It basically opens up and there's this king that's terrible. He dies. Then his son, who's terrible, decides or, or takes a crown. And he's like, I'm going to be a king, too. But then he gets stabbed in the chest and they're like, oh, God, uh, he was going to learn to be good. And so then they take him to a dragon to save his life. And the dragon gives him half of his heart. And then they're bonded together like Harry and Voldemort. And then Spoilers. fast forward 12 years later. Dennis Quaid, who's he's just not very good in this movie, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, well, he has his moments, but uh, he he was his trainer, and he, long story short, he ends up deciding to try and kill his, the kid because the kid didn't end up in a good way. He wanted, <laughs> despite his training and despite the dragon saving his life and everything. So, um, but Sean Connery is the dragon. And uh, I love this movie so much. A- after watching it, though, for the first time in forever, I realized that this is a pros and cons movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that the pros are, like, like legitimately really strong. Like, really, really good moments in this movie. Um, like, I... Oh, that music. Oh, dude! The open the the score opening up it just brought out all the feels of me. I was like, this the score is so good. Uh, and I love that scene that I was talking about where they take him to. I always love that scene. I don't know why, but where they take him to get the dragon's half heart put in him and stuff. Um, and even a lot of the visuals, I don't want to say they hold up, but they they still look pretty good for like 1990, whatever this was. Like I remember watching a behind the scenes thing back in the day about this and how that they had to do like every pixel for every shot. Like they had to like the way that it, it was like sounded very time consuming, but, uh, 96, 96. Dang. And, uh, of course a lot of the stuff in this movie looks absolutely terrible, but, uh, but mostly like, I mean, this movie, it started off and I was like, God, this movie's awesome. This is, it starts off so strongly. And then it just gets into some just, gosh, like Dennis Quaid, man. What, what was he doing? (laughs) (laughs) He was like trying to make his voice sound charming, but also like rugged and tough at the same time. Very weird. And everyone else has like a British accent from what I remember, except for him. And, uh, <laughs> and uh like even like David Thewlis I can't I don't know how to say his name. Thewlis. That's uh the yeah. Uh that's overacting. Huh? There? Oh sorry, yeah, yeah you guys froze on my side too. But but uh, even he has moments which I love him as an actor, but he has moments that are kinda like over the top. It's just it's a different time for acting, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But um but then there's moments, man. There are moments like 
like like I said, the score when it opens up, and then there's like when the dragon like is like talking about what are you laughing about? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> are you making fun of me? Are you making fun of my love for this movie? No, it's just. <laughs> Right, like, I'm gonna it was just a different time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> different time for acting, it really was. Like it's just like some of the cheesiest, cheesiest, cringiest stuff. I don't but, know uh, why, but that really got me. <laughs> yeah. But then there's moments like even it's still cheesy. It's still cheesy because this is back when you didn't have to explain anything in movies. But like whenever Dennis Quaid's in the rain and it and he's like having his turning point near the end of the movie of like coming back to the code. And like every time they talked about the code, I was like, man, why is this hitting me in the feels so hard? Like, it's like how to be like, you know, a good man. How to be a good man. And like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, uh, so, but like, when I say that they don't have to explain anything in movies, it's like, why is this King Arthur talking to him through a stone? I don't know. But, uh, because they're an Avalon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, but like, man, he, he's, he starts reciting the vow, man. And I'm just like, it's hitting me hard. <laughs> and then like, and then even whenever Drake, Drake goes talking about how his ancestors and the stars and stuff, which makes no sense at all. But I'm just like, there's so much, no pun intended, heart in this movie. Okay, maybe pun was intended. But uh, I, I don't know. I it, I, I'm I'm blanking a lot of stuff that I was trying to remember that I was going to say, but it, it, this movie hits me in good and bad ways. So I go next. It off too. Sure. Okay. So I really like this movie. I, um, this was like the first time I ever saw it, but it did really like really? hit the spot of those of uh, those old like um. Uh, like uh, oh shoot, what's it called? <laughs> um, Willow and like yeah. all the uh, Princess Fair Bride, um, Zorro. Christian, even there's yeah. a little Zorro in it. Um, <laughs> sure, it's like okay. Uh, okay, the music is as good as Zorro's. So uh, Crawl, which yeah. I think is a movie we should do eventually, which is like an awesome '80s fantasy movie um, with. Liam Neeson. The, the Crow? Or? No, Crow. K-R-U-L. Oh, Crow. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Um, But yeah, it's just like hit those old-fashioned... Like, they don't make... I guess they make movies like this, but it, it just hit that old, like, nostalgic or, like, goofy goofy fantasies, um, which I like. Uh, whoever casted Dennis Quaid should be fired, because, <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I never not believe that Dennis Quaid isn't in Texas whenever I see him. <laughs> Even when he's raising an alien space baby, that's just space Texas. Um... <laughs> space Texas. <laughs> yeah, are, you the... thinking, are you saying Enemy Mine? Yeah, that was an I love that movie. <laughs> that was Space Texas, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I lo- I like Dennis Clay, but it's just kind of weird seeing him in this movie. Um, I think when he's not trying to actually be a British knight, he's better. Um, when he starts going into his more roguish um, character, um, I did think it was kind of weird that no one like remembered anyone. Like 
the dragon, you know Sean Connery's voice, man. You could tell that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only 12 um, years later. It's like. Yeah, yeah everyone like forgets really fast in this movie. Um, man, uh, it's got uh, oh, Dina Millet Meyer, which is the girl from Starship Troopers, which is a okay with me. Uh, <laughs> um, really, <yeah. laughs> dizzy, really. Yeah, uh, we could talk about Starship Troopers another time. But, um, <laughs> oh, let's not go. <laughs> okay, but we gotta. We gotta face the elephant in the room, which is that CG. Um, it doesn't look bad the whole time. I will say, like, there's there's scenes where you're like, ah, okay, it, it's an older CG okay, movie. The, where where he's riding with the horse, I know that that's like 1996, but that's pretty good for 1996. Yeah, like when him and the and Draco are like walking with each other, that's pretty cool because you gotta figure they're doing that. And they have Dennis Quaid on a horse at the same time. It's, it, so. it's pretty much Jar Jar level CG. I'll, <laughs> I'll give it that. <laughs> um, there, the I thought the worst part of the CG was at the actual beginning where he's like taking the heart out. Yeah, and it's like just yeah. shows his hands, yeah, and I'm like, oh awesome. my god, <laughs> that looks like vomit on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> That and when he like dislocates his jaw to try and eat him, I was like, "No, this is weird." Oh yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I thought the ending was like corny, touchy when he goes to the stars. Very corny. <laughs> but good. Like, but, um... do, you, do you know what kind of astrological meteorological event would have to take place just to show them something for a few seconds? It's like his soul goes up in the sky, then stars like travel billions of miles to meet as one, and then it's it's just like the birth of a whole new universe comes into a dragon shape. Then it all goes back to normal, all within the span of like fifteen seconds. It's just a big coincidence. <laughs> is is that on the con part of this movie, Alex? No, that's definitely a pro. <laughs> okay. Another, the last pro I would give it is the poster for this movie, which I I did see when I was younger, and I always thought it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I have to say. So why don't I throw it to Michael? Me. Um, I actually didn't rewatch this before the podcast. I have seen it like dozens of, dozens of times as a kid. As a kid, so I don't quite have the uh, recent Modern viewing to show what it you know what it lacks because all for to me this movie just speaks nostalgia to me like i I watched it so many times as a kid it has a dragon in it which started the coolest thing i ever created on the face of the earth or the universe ever period is dragons <laughs> and so it already has brownie points for that um i love i i, I was thinking during this i'm trying to like just think back on the movie um i think probably the last time i watched this was maybe 10 years ago or so but i remember at that point i do remember thinking oh dennis quaid doesn't fit in this movie, does he? <laughs> but, but but one character you just can't you just can't do without is the monk man. Yeah. Th- that dude, like the the he just goes around. What is he writing his poetry? Or what is he doing? It's been yeah, so long. he's writing. Yeah, yeah. Poems, he's so. so freaking good, and his just re- expressions and reactions, like best character by far, easy. If he was a dragon, imagine how great this movie would be. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um. 
yeah, I, just, I can't speak more than just, just this movie's just nostalgic for me. Growing up with it, loving it. We watched it all the freaking time. There are sequels to it that are far worse than this movie, so beware. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I love this movie. Music. The first to- sequel's not horrible. The first sequel's not, not horrible. The third, third one's terrible, but the second one's not that bad. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just that it's weird that we know that. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's just like you were saying, Joseph. It has that kind of place of that kind of old timey Willow type just fantasy but before fantasy was popular movie it's like fantasy for the true fantasy yeah. fans and it's just has that hit where it's like yes like I, I, you can enjoy that it's not great but you can enjoy it that's all i got um, be like the pre-game of thrones fantasy yeah it's like it it's right before and... lord of the ring it's right before lord of the rings hit in 2001 it's like all right this is your last Last hurrah for those uh, old-timey fantasy movies. Um, we'll save Jared's rant for the end, so Thomas, go ahead. <laughs> we should just be saying that Jared has been shaking his head the, whole <laughs> the entire time. time. He's like, he like throws his arms up like, what? <laughs> so I know that Jared probably hates this movie, um, but I adore this movie. Um, this was the first PG-13 movie I ever saw nice. when I was a kid. And going back into it, it's this movie's kind of dark. Like some of these battle scenes are not um, tame for, you know, like even the way that the kid gets his heart like wounded or whatever, he gets impaled on a spike. Yeah. And you pretty much see it. You're just like, oh my God. Um, I don't know. Like every, everything in this movie just kind of worked for me at this, at a certain point in my life where you went like epic adventure and sword fights and dragons and like, uh, kind of like gore, but not super hardcore gore where you get like like grossed out. Um, I don't know. This movie was great. Sean Connery, his voice in this movie, I think is just like the epitome of Sean Connery voice because it's right before he got old, but he's like older. And so it's just his voice is like at a perfect pitch or whatever in this movie. Because, like, even, like, at the very end where Alex is describing the cosmic event of the stars, he's like, the stars, boy. I am the last one. I am the last one. What's interesting about Connery's performance is, like, he kind of plays it modern. Like, the dragon is from modern time. Like, that one part where he's like, here I come! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well... Well, Michael, even like when <laughs> oh go for it go for it i was gonna say that i was telling michael that like this movie is so weird because like there's like a weird sexual tension between david or dennis quaid and the dragon during yeah. after movie and then also whenever dennis quaid shows up and after they had like taken the girl and the girl and the dragon are talking and dennis quaid gets there and then he's like why didn't you come back and then he was like oh sorry i was distracted <laughs> he's attracted to a human woman i'm like this makes no sense <laughs> about me. and then he's like yeah i didn't know if you were coming home <laughs> dragons are sexual beasts man <laughs> like even that whole part where uh sean connery's trying to or sorry not sean connery where draco's trying to eat uh dennis quaid's yeah. character like he has the sword in the bridge of his mouth, which I was like, that has to hurt. Because if you've ever like eaten a chip, but just like the wrong angle. 
Yeah, this is the the whole exchange though is like I can go three days without sleep. It's like I can go three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and he like takes the arm out of oh. his teeth and he's like, "Oh, thanks." Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, was it Sir Sir Gildemore? <laughs> it's wonderful, and, uh, Jerry. Yeah, he's like, "Oh," and I don't know. This movie was just like it was nostalgic. <sighs> this is probably like one of the most nostalgic movies I've ever like revisited because I, I think. I watched this movie every other like month or so when I was a kid. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, because I thought you meant things. now. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's one of those things where, like, even if you have like super conservative parents, like this movie is like not horrible for kids to watch. Not yeah. great, I would say, but yeah, no, yeah, it's, I, it's very accessible. I always thought that the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie was my first PG thirteen movie. But you saying that this is PG thirteen, I didn't realize. I yeah, we watched this from like really young, so never mind. Yeah, and I remember seeing this in theaters too. Like I had, I went to see this with my mom and dad and my grandparents. Hmm. We're like, oh, Sean Connery. So <laughs> I I talked like that for quite a few weeks. Yeah. Anyone catch Jason Isaacs there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Jason he's Isaacs. In that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's so young in this you movie know? too and he seems like so small like mm-hmm. skinny yeah. and short and i was just like yeah. that's not who i thought he was but uh, dennis quaid looks the same age as he always he has. does he doesn't age at all he's always looked like he's 38 <laughs> yeah he popped out of the womb looking like he's 38 <laughs> i think we've been putting this off enough though but we gotta go to jerry all right jared <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna hand this over to jared because <laughs> I feel the wrath of Jared coming. I got I got to preface a lot of things. I didn't have the nostalgia or like uh, love of this. I didn't watch it as a kid. This was my first time. I freaking hated wow. this. Wow. <laughs> this is like my reaction to you know how you guys hated Houseu or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My house, you know, I want to take a turn away from you guys. This movie was terrible. <laughs> really wow. Okay. Like you said, there's that weird sexual tension between Dennis Quaid and the dragon the whole time. The whole time I was uncomfortable. I was like, why does he love him so much? (laughs) And then at the end, when it, if one dies, the other one dies, well, like, why did, might as well just kill the kid. Why are you actually going to physically harm your friend if you just kill the guy? Why are you doing stupid? This is so stupid. Apparently, the kid is invincible. Yeah, so you have to any, kill the dragon. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense because it only goes one way. Well, I think that Draco does say that one line that he's the life source. So it's almost like that he, he's keeping him alive no matter what. It's like the weird dragon magic. But okay. I agree. That is a very Okay, that line. I'll forgive it if they had a line that like explained that. And I just didn't pay attention. Yeah. Dennis Quaid was terrible in this movie. Every once in a while, he'll yeah. throw in like some kind of accent, and then he'll go back to his Dennis Quaid Texan accent. And you're just like, okay, whatever you want to do, Dennis Quaid. Um, <laughs> Dennis Thulis, we were singing his praises after watching. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. After seeing this, I'm like, how did he go from this to that? Because this is terrible. He was, it was the acting back then, he man. Was, he was giving off Bormir stares, like, w- like even worse. He was just looking at people like. And it was <laughs> that was really good. Um, freaking um, you guys like the monk? I was like, this guy's ridiculous. Don't you dare! I dare! Don't I you dare. dare! Turn it off! 
all his lines were rehash or like redos of sayings and like phrases and it's just terrible it's just terrible pun puns terrible puns the whole time Freaking Sean Connery was the goofiest person in the world in this movie. It was the lines are horrible. I can't believe I must have saw a different movie. This because you guys like, did you watch the third time. one? You watched you watched the sequel. And uh, I had to like pause and leave for like ten minutes and then come back to finish it. So I was just like, I can't do this. I hate this movie. I don't know what you guys are seeing in this movie. <laughs> but, oh, oh my god. No, I love that movie. Okay, okay, but here's the thing. So House, House, whatever it is, I really feel like that makes sense why we hate that movie. It makes sense. What you're saying to me doesn't make any sense. I can see you not liking parts, Jared. You don't like Dragon you know, Love? It makes less I don't know. Uh, it makes less sense. You know, like Japanese culture, and I can kind of be like, oh, maybe we just don't get it. This we know what's going on. We're dragging love between a man and a dragon, and then, like, and then just like a bad-looking dragon. It's terrible. Okay, okay. When I was defending the graphics, I mean, there are moments where it legitimately looks good. I'm gonna say that when he's swimming, when, when he's swimming under the water, I was like, yeah, that looks really that. good. That did look okay. And there were a couple times when he's like flying off in the distance that I was like, that just looks really good. It's it's when you get up close and it was mainly like, I think his face looked the best for the most part. Like his lips looked weird and his eyes looked weird, but everything else about his face, I think legitimately looked pretty good. And after Dennis Quaid was like in his mouth, there's a Scooby-Doo moment where he's trying to fix his jaw and he's like, and you're like, oh, yeah, that looked terrible. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) And then there's that one moment when, uh, he's like, being sheepish about something i think it's whenever like when like dennis quaid talks about how he was hunting that certain dragon and he like looks to the side and he's like oh you were hunting oh, yeah. him oh hunting him right it looks really bad so i'm not saying there's that- another part where he like hisses like a cat when they have him like chained up oh, yeah. he's like <laughs> <laughs> That looked pretty bad. And how could he not get out of those chains two pros i'll give you the music yeah that music was good Second one, there was one good scene. It's when like uh, he's trying to convince those pig farmers that he's a dragon slayer, and she's like, "That guy's a shim sham man. He, he's lying <laughs> to you. He's in leagues with the dragon." And they all just start cracking up and like laughing. At oh, they start laughing. Yeah. That was good. I like that. I was like, I'm glad you like that because I was like rolling in my chair while watching that part because like there are so many bad one liners in this movie, like really, really bad ones. But then that one, I was like, that's really clever. I like that because because she's like, she's like, he's in league with the dragon. And then he, he does that whole look of like, see what I yeah. mean? She's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, I think that worked really well. I have to disagree there... with Alex. The whole beginning I hated. Like, I hated the beginning. Like, uh, yeah. it starts off with this goofy sword play between Dennis Dave- Quaid and David Thewlis. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. You know what this was, well, was David David actor, but, but I know that wasn't it. David Thewlis, yeah, or whoever yeah. it was. Um, that character, yeah. You know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of like a YouTube video, like the kind of like the um, Legend of uh, Link thing Link? we watched, but without the, yeah. the humor. Yeah, so it was just like terrible the whole time. I was like, this is <laughs> awful. And I do understand you guys watched kids, and it was like there's a dragon, and it's cool, and you have that nostalgic 
uh, feel for it. But good lord, good lord. You're right. There's a lot of nostalgia here, but I legitimately am serious. There are moments of like just depth. I think to this movie. Sure. And I'm trying to wait for your laugh, but but like. <laughs> But like the like legitimately moments that like really hit me where I was just, again like Dennis Quaid's like a whole thing, I, I I you know I've been making fun of Dennis Quaid. I don't think he's totally bad in this movie. I think that he's ruined most of it. But but there's parts where like it, I really bought his like devotion to this whole code thing, and like how he was really trying to because this movie really just to me like really just hits on that like regret thing where it's like you're putting a lot of stock in this one person because you want to believe that people can change and be good and it doesn't work out. It's just like that kind of regret where Dennis Quaid ends up having to kill his lover uh, because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because of this mistake. And so, and like, and Draco's like his whole thing about how that, like his like sacrifice ended up becoming his sin of like, you know, he, anyway, I'll, I'll shut up about this movie, but, <laughs> but oh, oh, but real quick, that this movie doesn't have a tone because it's like there's some really serious moments that really hit me hard, and then there's like that fight scene in the woods that's like half serious, half not, where they're like, you know, fighting, and then the monk shoots that guy in the butt, and it's like, oh, uh, yeah. like it's just like, yeah. what are you going for here? <laughs> like, <laughs> and Dennis Quaid also convinced them very easily. I know they had a dragon, but he convinced them very easily to storm the castle. Anyway. Okay. We already tried that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I, last thoughts I, done, I don't I don't like like being harsh on like your guys' movie, but I hated this. All right, man. Uh, that's a, that's surprising, but it, I actually shots. liked it that you didn't like it so much. It was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one of my favorite shots is when the uh, I forgot the bad guy's name, the the Viking henchman or whatever, the guy with the oh, falcon, yeah. and he like runs across like the rebels' camp, and he like that sweeping part, and then you see Draco in there, and he just goes, yeah. and like all the fire shoots out. That was cool. Yeah. I liked that when I was a kid. That was very cool. Why does fire come out as nostrils only, though? <laughs> yeah, they went they went a little different than most dragons are. Yeah. We good with dragon heart? Cool. Yep. Cool. I think we're good. But real fast, Jared's not. Real fast, guys. Favorite Sean Connery movie? Go, Thomas. Favorite Sean Connery movie? Uh, Highlander. Hey. Okay. I was just gonna yell at Thomas because you said go fast. Um, I gotta give it to a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because that that movie just has a oh, weird man. place in my in my childhood. I love that movie's just one of those weird like not really ensemble ensemble cast. And I'm like, yes, I'm in for it. <laughs> Alex, I'd have to go with Dragonheart. I mean, it's just really good. Although there's that one with uh, what's that one where he's like the king? And uh, first night. Yeah, that one's good. That's pretty good. You're stealing my recommendations. <laughs> Jerry? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a, good that's a really good I, one. For me, it's a tie. It's probably uh, Hunt for Red October, but I also do love Last Crusade. So, uh, 
I, I, we could argue. We won't. Um, <laughs> I agree, but oh well. The next part of the next part of the show, we're gonna pretty much rename um, Alex's watch list because I think he's been watching tons of movies. Yeah, <laughs> okay. um, but um, who wants to go first with our watch list? I'll go first. I only got two. Um, okay, go I watched uh, a movie called um, Destination Wedding with Keanu Reeves, our mascot, and um, uh, <laughs> or whatever her name is. Yes. This movie's uh, great. This movie isn't that great. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's like the clerks I, I think it's so weird. It's like the clerks and rom-coms. It's just like terrible people complaining the whole time and just having like nonsensical conversations about stuff. Um, it was okay. It just I didn't really enjoy it. And then uh, okay, I, I, I did like when like Keanu Reeves is like. <laughs> Because he has uh, that condition. He scares away the uh, mountain Yeah, I don't know why, but I like that. Um, and then the All second right. movie I watched was um, Blindside's um, 10 Years Running Blind documentary movie about Ooh. their first 10 years of them being a band. They're like my top, they're in my like top five favorite bands. So it's funny to see how they got started, and like two of them were from a Metallica cover band, and then they met <laughs> these other guys, and they just kind of formed. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy that movie. What's is and, that on anyone? No, I have it on DVD. It was I bought it a long time ago. Yeah, I think I've actually watched part of it with you before. Yeah, I think so. But that's all I watched this time. Thomas. Uh, I have two recommendations. Well, it was going to be three, but you took it. <clears throat> do it, Joseph. I took it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was going with Sean Connery themed movies. Oh, okay. Um, so first one was going to be Hunt for Red October because that's probably my favorite uh, Tom Clancy novel, like ever. Um, and Sean Connery's freaking great in it. Uh. The next one was going to be First Night because for some reason I have a nostalgic memory of that movie. Uh, he, he plays King Arthur. Sean Connery plays King Arthur. He's like the only real good part in that movie. The rest of the movie is pretty terrible. <laughs> um, because Richard Greer, he's trying to be like all sexy, but he's like next to like mid 90s Sean Connery. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> I know he's got like 30 years on you, but no. Sorry, bro. Um, and another one was called uh, The Name of the Rose. It's kind of a weird uh, murder mystery set in like, I think it's the 1200s. So it's set, I forgot. I, I literally, yeah, it's about these monks in a monastery. Uh, and Sean Connery's called in because he has like deductive like skills or whatever. So there's basically calling him in before they have to call the Inquisition in. Uh, it's just it's really very i don't say it's understated but it's it's a good it's a good movie um ron perlman's in it it's like one of his first movies that he ever did uh christian slater's in it um but yeah uh movie's good and the book's really good too so i I think you should check that out um and of course highlander like (laughs) uh thomas one's no it's juan sanchez ramirez He's Egyptian. So. 
What's up? What was that one movie we were watching? That older movie? It was like in the third 40s. And uh, oh crap, we, they were held up in that we house that. by that mobster. Yeah, uh, that was really good. So this movie was like in the, I think it was the 1930s, but it was basically like every, uh, every like stereotype of you got of like the the 1930s. Like, Here she like that kind of like bad guy. That's basically <laughs> where this movie came from, or like, this is like where it originated. Like, no yeah. joke. Like, they even had a character saying, "Well, she." Uh, and then what was that line you kept cool. saying? It's that's kooky or whatever. That's kooky. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, but what was it called? It was. Uh, I'll talk about it while he's looking it up. It was really cool. They were just like this guy held up this. Uh, psychiatrist in a house and you find out like he has some past trauma and there's this really cool like dream sequence where they just it's very like um um symbol sim, um symbolic symbolic and it's just like shot in negative and you don't really see that in like old like 30 movies hmm. um, but it was really cool i really enjoyed that movie michael do you have uh, any look, oh yeah I'll, we'll go I'll look michael Go for it. You look it up, Thomas. I only watched one this week. And no, go for it. Yeah, it was one that I've been wanting to watch for a long time, but I've never seen. Uh, Casablanca, which oh, kind of okay. fit with the uh, the the one of the movies we watched. But like, I I realized going into this movie because I, I I had had it in my had it in my uh, HBO Max queue for ages. Like, I'm gonna watch the movie. I watched the movie. I watched the movie, but I never did because it's like one of those you know hugely highly rated movies but it's like kind of an older one i was like ah, i'm not this is what i thought it was i'm like i'm not in the mood for an old black and white musical type you know i i just always think of like you know fred astaire or something like that because you just see old and black and white I had no idea what this movie's about but the movie is about during world war ii people fleeing to casablanca uh, after paris got overrun and they're all trying to get to America. They're trying to get tickets to go to America from just, they have all these weird ways, which gets really, really shady, actually. Some of the ways they're getting, like, with the the main guy. But it, this movie just takes all excuses away from any old movie, not one having amazing acting and a good story and, like, a really well-told story. This movie's amazing. Like, I was kind of blown away how much I like this movie. Like, the because it follows mainly Rick, who... Oh, uh, runs a casino in uh, or a casino, yeah, casino in um in Casablanca where everyone's trying to escape to America, and uh, a couple comes in. Well, he gets he gets a hold of tickets which are really hard to get to for an aircraft to get out of there, and then a couple comes in that has ties to his past that they're trying to get out, but they they're being followed by you know like the Nazis and everything, and they want to keep this guy from getting away to America because he's part of the revolution, but. Like how they tie it in just with like going with a lot of flashbacks and stuff and just like the heavy emotion that I didn't expect going with um his name's Rick right I'm saying that right I think so yeah, yeah like yeah. It, it just hits this one moment where like this guy he's just like you know everyone's like oh don't mess with him he doesn't drink with his customer he's just stone cold does whatever he's just straightforward whatever and then it hits this moment where he kind of breaks and you're like it's just so well done this movie is just. It's just every step of the way. I'm like, I can't remember how long the movie was, but it's just one thing that is one of those. It's, it, it, it goes in the echelon of movies. I didn't think about the time at all. Like this movie was amazing front to back. So glad I watched it. Definitely, if you haven't seen it, watch Casablanca. Very good. There was a, there was a musical scene though. There yeah. was a musical scene. Yes, Same. it's true. 
but it was not at all uh, what I expected the movie, movie to be. Uh, that movie's called Blind Alley, by the way. 1939. Dang. Oh. But yeah, what so Jared I... was saying, they, they had an entire like sequence shot in negative with water. And so it was kind of weird because you really can't get water to show up on film unless it's like colored water. I think it has to be like blue water or something like that. Hmm. They have to have a dye in it. But apparently if you switch to negative, it picks it up. Weird. Um, it's it was trippy. Like, uh, like me and Jared were both like, "What going on?" <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. And Casablanca, good choice, Michael. I like that one. <laughs> it's amazing. So, Alex, did you watch any movies? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I'm gonna fly through this list. I watched 16 movies, other than the three that we watched, because I good have COVID, Lord. and all I've been doing is sleeping, playing video games, and watching movies. Yeah, before you. Go and, the only reason I was going to watch a bunch of movies, but we also have next gen consoles coming out. What well, Xbox came out Tuesday and PS5 comes out tomorrow. So I've been kind of fully obsessed with that, and that's all I do. Otherwise, I would have watched way more movies. Um, I'm just going to go in order that I watch them. So the first one is uh, an animated movie on Netflix called Over the Moon. You've probably seen ads for it. I don't know. Uh, very good. Very good movie. Their use of color, excellent. And some of their animation, especially there's like this little boy in the movie and he's very funny. Um, anyway, uh, the second movie I watched is actually recommended from, from several. Uh, I watched The Assistant, that one with the girl in the office. Did you like it? A good movie as well. It was very good. You're you're right in how that it's not like it's like Devor's Prada where it's like she has a really hard time in the office but it's not happy like Dev Wars Prada yeah it's just like like basically bullied and kind not blackmail but she's like bullied into not ending up reporting misconduct in the office first to keep quiet yeah yeah yeah. um so very good movie definitely uh and what's interesting about that movie is there's like almost you might have mentioned this I can't remember but there's like zero music yeah until like the very end it's just, it almost had. It's almost like they purposely have that like white noise. Uh, what's the lighting in offices called? Fluorescent. Fluorescent lighting. Yeah, thank you, Thomas. Um, hey! Uh, first. Yeah. At first. Um, could have said both names. Like, That's all I'm saying. You, you could almost hear the buzz of like the fluorescent lighting. Thank you, Michael. Um. Anyway, the third movie I watched is The Fountain with the good old Hugh Jackman. Um, weird movie. Very weird movie. Um, I think I liked it. The story's good. But it's it's one of those movies where it doesn't give you any break at all. It's just like, just mm-hmm. kind of heavy throughout the whole thing. I get that that's the whole idea about the yellow glow. But the whole movie's yellow. And I was like, can we get some other colors in here? <laughs> but uh, of course, Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman's fantastic. I love him so much. Can we at least play um, the cold place song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you had a Hugh Jackman uh, sprinkle? I did. I did have a Hugh Jackman <laughs> sprinkle in this last two weeks. That sounds wrong. Yeah, well, take it how like you it will. Really does. Take it how you will. I mean it in every possible interpretation. <laughs> um, 
the third movie I watched, uh, one of my friends, Ryan, this is like probably his favorite movie of all time. I watched forever, but it's the uh, Legends of the Fall. Speaking of Anthony Hopkins, he's in that. Really? One of his favorite movies? Yeah, he loves that movie. And uh, I think it's really good. I think it's, there's two things I really didn't like in it that were just kind of just like, this movie is basically just a movie for men to feel, want to feel like a hero. And you have your tragic story. You have your tragic story and you have to still be a hero. Anyway, it, I think it's very good, but I think there was a couple of things I really didn't like. But, uh, okay. So then the next movie I watched. I can admit when I'm wrong, guys. I can admit when I'm wrong. Toy Story 3, it's a good movie. That about Yay! time. About time. <laughs> it's a really good movie. I went into it and I was purposely like, I'm going to really be open-minded about this. And it worked. It's a very good movie. I still think that there's one moment that Andy is just such a loser. <laughs> and it's whenever the girl first sees that it's her cowboy toy. And he oh, yeah, and he's like, 17 oh. year old boy literally <laughs> like lurches away from her as they're like, This is mine, kind of like I know it's a split second. Yeah. But he's the freaking loser for that. However, <laughs> even after even after that, when he's still kind of sad and giving it to her, I actually didn't mind that. So I I, I can have my mind changed, guys, and Toy Story 3 is a good movie. Nice. Um so then for some reason here starts the uh rom-coms that i was into for like a couple nights <laughs> Heck yeah um <laughs> holiday on netflix with uh <laughs> with uh it's new what, what the hell is her name uh I don't it's know. julie roberts niece uh Rob oh, julie emma? Roberts niece. Emma, emma roberts, roberts. Yeah, yeah 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 um very charming it's one of those kind of like better than hallmark movies because it's a christmas movie i don't know why it's already out but it's holiday because anyway uh i i think probably the only person that would enjoy it is probably jared out of this group so <laughs> and even then he might not like it because it's not a great movie but it, i liked it we're, we're gonna have to do a rom-com one these days, <laughs> Dude, please, yeah. please. <laughs> um so the next one i actually might recommend this to all of you uh it's it's not really a rom-com even though there's elements of it with it but it's called a uh, about time and it has a uh, uh the guy who played bill weasley i can never remember his name uh he's also in star wars the newer movies he's like the red-headed uh, uh empire guy oh, that always yells yeah um oh yeah that's with bill nye right bill nye bill nye is in it and yeah. uh and uh rachel mcadams and this movie's really freaking good. Like, it hit on some moments that, like, I don't cry in movies almost ever, even though I'm more emotional now than I've been in a long time. And uh, <laughs> so I actually cried in this movie. I was like, man, like, this is, like, the third movie I've ever cried in. But it, 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 it's, but not in, like, a bad way. It's, like, it's a very, very good movie with a really cool premise that's, like, doesn't go the normal. The, the whole premise of the movie is that, like, Bill Nye Did you just bring out a British son, accent? It Did doesn't. I, I mean, it doesn't go like, the normal. Bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> don't lie. They are British in this movie, so. <laughs> but uh, the whole point premise of the movie is that Bill Nye he tells his son when he's turned twenty one that they're in their family. The men can travel back in time, 
and uh, and it's just like a he just tells him like don't go try don't go back and try and change anything drastic or anything. He's like just go back and try and if you need to go back, go just just go back and make things that will make your life better. And, and it's just like it's not this of time travel at all. I think charming, very endearing movie. Do you have much for this movie? Yeah. Okay. Maybe <laughs> I don't want to oversell it, but it's very good. Oh shoot! Very good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so the next movie, uh, which I, I actually also recommend this one quite a bit, but I think the most people who enjoy it would be Michael and maybe Jared. Um, it's called The Half of It. And it's not a... I, I say I watch rom-coms, but they just seemed like rom-coms, so I started watching them. And uh, About Time is kind of rom-com, but this movie isn't really at all. But it's like some really good acting and very, very endearing and charming stuff. I was going to watch that the other night, but I went to bed. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it, it's it's got high school drama in it, which I'm not always so down for. But it's it's a it's a very well well made movie, and uh, I think that Michael and you would probably like it. Um, the next one I watched this is definitely a rom com. It's called Plus One. Uh, it's pretty much just they they decide to just go to weddings together, just so they don't have to go alone, and uh, it has. Oh my gosh, who's the dude in it? I can't even picture him right now. It's someone, <laughs> someone that you'd know. Jack Quaid. Oh, oh, it's uh, Jack Quaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Quaid's, Dennis Quaid's son. Oh God. Um, <laughs> and it's a, it's, it's a very Huey. Movie. Yeah, Huey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. You don't like Huey? <laughs> no, Huey's the worst. Oh God, just Thomas. Yeah, I hate that character. Oh, oh just. Jeez. I get why you would, but I think he's charming. Um, Fr- Frenchie's the best character besides, well, I mean, besides. Besides, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry, getting that off. That one I don't ahead. necessarily recommend. It's, it's pretty good. Um, Juliet Naked is a. Which Jared might what? like because it has a lot to do with music. What has, drove you to watch this, Alex? The title has nothing to do with it. Was... Oh, sorry. <laughs> What did you hear? Juliet naked. naked. Then you went. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Juliet naked. It has nothing to do with nudity, actually, at all. Um, But I think Jared might like it because that has to do with music and stuff. It's a pretty good movie. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but you might like it. Um, And then uh, I watched... I watched this movie that Johnny recommended. Did I freeze again? Yeah, I got... <laughs> no, I'm just cracking up. <laughs> you were on my screen. I don't know if you were on Thomas's because he's laughing really hard too. You're just. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear me. Yeah, he can hear you, but you're just <laughs> stuck like this. All right, all right, guys. This list is long enough without <laughs> making this longer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went around asking friends for recommendations, which, oh, I totally forgot to put this on my list, but I did watch it. I'm going to go with him. Uh, Thomas, I watched The Seventh Seal. Uh, Thank you. And uh, that movie is very interesting. And uh, I think that I like all the characters, but I really wish the movie was just about the night and death. I wish that it was just about them because the rest of the characters were good, but I was just like, that is way less interesting. Let's just. Let's just focus on these two. They are so, so cool. Um, but I did like it a lot. It was a very good movie. 
Well, just that opening scene on the beach is just so cool. So good. That's so cool. And near the end, whenever he like kind of lets death win, I guess it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Like, yeah, but like, his because I mean, friends get okay. away. I thought I thought that was cool. But yeah. uh, anyway, very good movie. Um, and then I asked Johnny for recommendations, and he recommended The Hunt for the Wilder People, which is oh, a I love that movie. movie. Oh yeah, Dude, that movie is so good. Like yeah. that's probably my number one of all the movies I watched. Like very very good movie. It has a kind of Wes Anderson vibe to me, and uh, very very charming. And then also by Johnny and Michael's recommendation, I watched Okja on Netflix. That one's also very very good, very charming. Did you watch The Room um, or just Room? No, I didn't. I haven't watched it yet. I know I need to. <laughs> Next podcast. I was telling him from like day one of oh. COVID. Watch Room. Watch Room. Watch Room. <laughs> We're in the room. Watch room. You're stuck in your room. Watch room. Uh, I need to. So good. COVID therapy right there. Yeah. Oh, so I I think I actually watched like seven because there's two movies I forgot to put on this list. Uh, Johnny also recommended The Platform. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? On Netflix? Yeah. That movie's awesome. Yeah. Uh, What does that sound? But in a weird way, I really would like us to watch that for for a show sometime. Now, it doesn't have to be anytime soon. Just just for it's kind of reminds me of a, a I'm thinking of any things just because the conversations coming from that movie would be really interesting. I think, man, that movie, that's a movie that I'm going to be thinking about for a, a long time. Um, Anyway, and then I, I was trying to catch up on some of the <coughs> Pixar. So I watched uh, Monsters, Inc. Um, I think that the beginning of this movie, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work for me. Like I, I get I am bored of movie until boo shows up and the plot gets going i don't know why i just don't really like it i was starting this movie and i was like i've never been crazy about monsters inc and i was like i get why because i don't like this and then boo shows up and i'm like no this movie's really good um (laughs) and then i watched monsters university for the first time ever that movie's awesome that movie is really really good really really funny um i liked it a lot more than the first one um okay and finally the last movie i watched I don't know what I think about this movie. I don't even watch it. The favor. It's that you, one with yeah, Blake out. Lively and dang it. Am I, I good now? Yeah. I heard the favor. That's what I heard. Yeah. It's I a, a, the, a simple favor, a simple favor. It's that oh, one with Blake Lively yeah. and uh, Anna Kendrick. It, it's a kind of a weird know, movie. Or... It's very weird. I think the first half is quite good. Because I was really uncomfortable in the first half. Because I was like, what is going on? And even Anna Kendrick's character, who's the main character, who I guess you're supposed to be rooting for, is like really weird. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're doing things that you probably shouldn't be doing at all. And I'm like very uncomfortable about it. And then the second half of the movie kind of sucks. It kind of turns into this cheesy mystery that was. Mystery, really yeah. For me, so. <laughs> anyway, sheesh. Sorry, that's it. That's all I watched. We did it. We made it through his list. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you watched Seventh Seal because that's like one of my top movies. So. It was really good. Very that talk about. I will like, say, old, that's old. That's really good. Like death and that that. Well, I mean, honestly, all the acting was good, but I just man that that night and death was so cool. Well, they were talking about like a, a remake <laughs> and having Matt Wilkerson be death. Yeah, I'm like that could be okay. Cool. I could see that. That could be cool. I will say, um, before I get to my stuff, 
I like I love Seven Seal. I hate Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> I hate <laughs> Casablanca. Uh. <laughs> There's two classic movies that I hate that everyone loves. Casablanca is one, and then Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane's not that great. It's just it's known that. for its like technical stuff, but yeah. the story's yeah. not even that good. <laughs> I listened to a podcast literally today with a guy that was talking about how that he went to film school and that he uh, he recognizes that that movie was very important, but he can't stand it. So I, I need to watch it. I've never seen it. Well, prepare for a very long watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So the Disney Plus Diary, um, we watched yeah. Brave, which we were trying to figure out why everyone hates this movie. Um because Jared, you said you had a point about why you didn't like it, right? Remind me. <laughs> I think you said because you're not a woman. Or oh something? yeah, it's a very like mom daughter movie. It's like uh... you know how goofy movies like a father son, and you're like, yeah, dad. This is kind of like <laughs> yeah. female version. I feel like. Yeah, nothing really stands out in that movie except for her hair. Her hair looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm and then, sorry. Yeah, we did. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I watched that as well. Um, and she's very selfish. She's a very selfish yeah. character. I realize, and I understand you don't want to marry someone for like wrong reasons. But three nations or whatever are gonna kill each other. I mean, you gotta compromise or you gotta like see your situation. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't know why. I think I literally had this confused with Brother Bear, even after that joke I made. Because movie, I could have sworn that her mom never gets turned back. And I was like, the whole movie, I'm like, why did they do this? Like, why would they ruin this movie by making her mom stay a bear? And then we get to the end, and I'm like, yeah, I was totally confusing that with Brother Bear. Brother but, uh, Bear. I, Way to spoil Brother I, Bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh... I actually like this movie quite a bit. It was a lot better than I thought I remembered it being, but yeah, but it's not, I mean, it's definitely not the best Pixar. So. And then uh monster. You, like you said, was a great movie. I, I love the look of this movie. Like it takes yeah. place like in fall and the university just looks amazing. I think it's like one of the best looking Pixar movies they've ever sure. done. Yeah. It's still a great movie. Like you were saying, the look, it just looks, I feel like it's their best looking movie. Yeah. Only thing that's a little weird is that is that Randall's there, and like they don't. Yeah, because like they, it's very inconsistent with the future, like because like there too, yeah. and you. I feel like they'd remember her like that voice. Huh. Yeah, so just a little, just a little nitpicky. Um, and then one of my favorites is Inside Out. I love Inside Out. Um, just because. Like all the psychology stuff, I've majored psychology, so uh, just the way they show how like um, a person transitioning into um, adolescence is just so cool. Um, I don't know why I like this movie as much as I do because I think the main character is pretty much um, Leslie from Parks and Rec, and I can't stand Leslie from Parks and Rec. <laughs> but I, at least in this one, she kind of changes her ways at the end, and she admits that she's like. It was kind of wrong about everything, but um, this the way this movie deals with catharsis is just really great. I love it. Yeah, I was gonna say 
Um, I don't know why Joseph loves this movie so much because of the Leslie thing, but I, um, this isn't one of my favorites, but I do like it. I do like that um, the message that even through sad moments, you can have good memories from it. And I really appreciate that message. And then the whole uh, part with Bing Bong is pretty emotional. Uh, and, uh, I, I still like, almost cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like he fades away, but he's still happy that she made it, and like he doesn't show any sadness. That's pretty touching. Yeah, uh, man. Self sacrifice in anything will just make me cry every time. <laughs> so, <laughs> that Bing Bong part really hits the spot. I remember seeing it in theaters, and this kid being like, "Bing Bong!" <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite parts is the the dad and the mom have like their own internal ones. I like how anger is the dad's default, like the leader. I feel like you could have like, a whole TV show with just like people and their yeah. inner thoughts. Yeah. I think it worked good. Yeah, so did that was... something? What did we forget? <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was um show for this time. Anyone got any last thoughts? Dragonheart's great. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. Mm. Um, rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Oh, um, they actually mix. If you remember that great Saturday Night Live sketch, <laughs> we meet again, Trebek. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys, and um, stay tuned for next time. Bye. Oh, Jared, that's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You should say it in Sean Connery's voice. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh, that was pretty good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>